What is happening, people, and welcome to this week's podcast. I'm pumped to make a podcast. I'm super excited. I'm super keen. I have loads of value and loads of stuff that I want to talk about and offload to you guys, and uh, I am excited to get this done. I want to start by saying that I'm going to do these podcasts every Monday, okay? We're going to make them a regular thing. We're going to form some kind of like regular schedule, and although it's Tuesday right now, I'm going to upload them Monday. Today, what we're going to talk about is passion, and I've had a little think a bit of, think about this. I haven't got a proper direction for it to go from, but I've, I know there's a few things I want to talk about. And someone called Sazali, a pretty butched name, Sazali, slid into my DMs and she was like, can you talk about finding your passion? Because I know that a lot of people struggle with it. I used to be a professional athlete and um, I don't like, I don't really, I don't really know what to do about the gist of things. And from being like, it, I get asked it a lot. And from anyone that's like under the age of like 30, it's a very, very, very common thing. Not knowing what you want to do, not feeling content, not feeling satisfied in your life and not being, not having like this passion or this thing that you really, really want to do. And more often than not, people just settle for, settle for not being passionate about something. They settle for living for the weekend. They settle for this nine to five job that they don't enjoy. And that just becomes part of their life. And they accept that because you're not able to have this job and have this life that you are passionate about and you're satisfied with. And it's just this like made up fairy tale. But I'm going to say right now, that is not the case. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do to a certain extent. To a certain extent, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. But you can absolutely definitely do something that you are passionate about. You can do it 100%. Okay, I just realized I'm probably speaking a bit too slow. So what I'm going to do is going to open a can of White Ultra Monster. Everyone listen, be quiet. I hope that sounded really good in the mic. Hello and welcome to Mo Samuels' ASMR Monster Drinking YouTube channel. Today we have the White Monster Energy Ultra at room temperature because I forgot to refrigerate it, but it still tastes really nice. Anyway, onwards and upwards of the podcast, um, I can't be serious about everything, even though I do try and get into this like motivational, value-giving fucking mindset. I've decided as well I'm going to take like, I don't know, are they called speech therapy lessons or I'm going to go and get a vocal coach to learn to become a sick public speaker. I'm going to make this a thing. Like I said it in the video before and I said it I said it in the podcast before and I said it in this one as well. But anyway, finding finding your passion, finding your passion. Passion is when you absolutely love something, when you're so invested in something, when you're so involved in it, you're willing to do the shit things, you're willing to do the tasks you don't necessarily want to do, because you you can see you can see like the bigger picture. You love the you love the overall process. You love the end result. You're just consumed by something. You love it, and you begin to identify with it. Finding your passion. Finding your passion. This is a thing that everyone goes through. Everyone goes through it. You are not alone. It is just part of growing up. Part of like getting older. Part of like discovering your life path and where you want to go down and what you want to do with your life. Finding your passion. We're not born knowing what we want to do. We think we want to do one thing, but that changes when we, when we get older. I used to think I wanted to be a doctor. I used to think I wanted to join the Royal Marine Commandos and go abroad and shoot up people. I used to think lots of things. I wanted to be a fireman when I was about four years old. And I was like, yes, I'm going to be a fireman. And I used to pretend putting out fires. That's what I was passionate about. But things change. Uh, and you you can often feel lost, especially if you're you're at that age. You're probably like 18, 19, 20. You get to that age where you're. it's probably time to move out. Maybe it's time to look for like a proper job. You've just finished school. You're deciding whether you get to go to 
uni or college or not? Like you don't really know what to do. Do I get an apprenticeship? Do I go to uni? Do I do I try and pursue my passion? What do I do? I have no idea. I'm completely lost. I'm completely stuck. And you can either go one or two ways. You can either go all in and follow follow what you want to do and like invest everything into it at the risk that it might fail. Something like a musician comes to mind. You can go down the other path that is, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay comfortable. I'm going to keep doing this like shitty job that I really don't like. I'm not very passionate about. And I'm just going to just going to do this for the time being. And the time being becomes uh, a week becomes a month, a month becomes a year. And before long, you find yourself just stuck in this job, living in this place of fear, living in this place of like low vibration energy in this really, really shitty paradigm. And you have, and you're basically, you feel trapped and you don't know what to do. That is what a lot of people, especially in small towns, I'm from a small town, do. And they don't know what to do with themselves or they just accept that. They accept that that is life. There is nothing more for them. And they accept that they're going to be a fucking worker bee for the rest of their life, doing some shitty job they don't like and living for the weekend. But fear not. It is all a matter of perspective, all a matter of how you choose to see things. Finding your passion after I drink this white ultra monster zero calorie energy. I really want to be sponsored by Monster. That is one of my goals. Uh, I've never told anyone this, but I've decided I want to be sponsored by Monster because it is such a cool sponsorship to have. And um, I love Monster. I feel like it aligns with what I do really, really well. So we're, we're saying that to you guys as well. I want a Monster sponsorship. I want to be the first person ever in like, I think Flex Lewis is sponsored by Monster actually. Fuck. First non-bodybuilding like person just doing their own thing to be sponsored by Monster. Back to finding your passion. Here is a quick advertisement for Monster Energy. Uh, back to finding your passion. So what you want to do is you want to, number, first, first and foremost, when it comes to finding your passion, when it comes to finding what you want to do, do not, I repeat, do not do nothing. Do not settle for mediocrity. Do not settle for safety. Do not settle for the thing that you don't really enjoy. Do not settle for that and do not accept it and do not let it become part of your life. You're not a person that loves or you're, you know, that's a bit contradictory. You're not a person that wants to settle for average, that wants to do this shitty job that they don't enjoy for the rest of their life. You want to do something you love. You want to do something you're passionate about. So now you're not identifying with that. Now you're not settling for some shitty, crappy job that you don't enjoy. And you've actually said to yourself, yes, I don't enjoy this. Yes, I don't enjoy what I'm currently doing you can look into something else. So the most important thing, the, the most important thing that I found is you want to try new things. When it comes to finding your passion, you want to try new things. You want to put yourself out there. You want to be, what is the word? You want to be courageous. You want to, it's going to be scary. And like people don't like to talk about fear because it's, it seems to make them weak. And it's like this thing where if you're, if you're scared, you're weak and all this stuff, it is going to be scary. It's going to be scary like diving into the unknown, doing things that you've never tried before, but you're going to want to explore new things, try things that you've never tried. It's like me with university. I went to university and I didn't, this is not someone saying that you should go to university because if I had the choice to do it again, I wouldn't. I don't regret going because I wouldn't be sat here right now speaking to you. I wouldn't have met Tom. I wouldn't have met Alex. I wouldn't have been, I probably wouldn't be making YouTube videos, but it's like, it's, it's put, it showed me what I wanted to do. And it's through that stepping into out of my comfort zone into the unknown, which allowed me to find these things that I am passionate about. And I'm sure if you speak to a lot of people like high performers, people that are doing th doing jobs that they love, that they're really passionate about, they didn't have this clear goal of what they wanted to do. They tried something else. They, they tried something new. They met someone new. They stepped outside of their comfort zone. They tried a new thing. And it's through that that they found this passion and they discovered how much they loved it. So with me for, for uni, it was, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I finished school. 
I was okay, like, okay, I was, I've kind of interested in, I've always been interested in science. I've been interested in medicine as well. Like, especially biology, I found absolutely fascinating. Um, do I want to be a doctor? No, I'm not going to be able to survive the long hours on my feet because of the condition of my leg. And being a doctor would become every single part of my identity. It would consume your fucking life. Also, I would have had to absolutely grind my A-levels, like take disgusting chemistry, biology, blah, 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 blah. I did do biology, but I dropped chemistry. And I wasn't willing to put that much time into it. I wasn't passionate about passionate enough about being a doctor to, to justify it, making it part of my identity in my whole entire life. So I thought I'm interested in science. I'm interested. I love fucking love the ocean. I love filming. And I just thought about what I wanted to do. I've always, and so, I've, so I had these, I had these few, like rough, these rough interests and I was like, okay, um, I really like watching TV and I like watching David Attenborough and Blue Planet. So why don't I try and film that? Because that kind of like combines all my interests. And at this point it wasn't like, yes, I'm going to do that. It was like, okay, that could be cool. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to uni, I'm going to study marine biology. And it gave me something to, to work towards. I went to university, I studied marine biology. I tried it. I thought it was my passion. I thought I was going to love it. And I soon realized it wasn't everything that is cracked up to be like the, I didn't, I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. Science is overworked and underpaid. And I just, I just didn't really, didn't really identify with it. And the more I did it, I was like, okay, this isn't like, this isn't all I thought, uh, I thought it, thought it was to be. Film on the other hand, I've always loved film. I've always loved creating content, loved, loved doing feature films. I took the risk and I was offered to do some work on a little Netflix series in up in Wales, which is you should know where Wales is. And uh, I did that and I thought that film work was what I wanted to do. And I was like, oh shit, like, I'm so excited. I can't wait. And um, I did my first day on this big, this is, it wasn't a little Netflix series. It's a very big Netflix series. It's from the same guy that wrote Sons of Anarchy. I did this uh, Netflix series. I worked on it and it's my first day. And uh, I did like 12 hours, like grinded it, like really enjoyed it. Got back to my car at the end of the day. Absolutely like like dead, got back to my got back to my house, the Airbnb where I was staying, and uh, my leg, man, my leg was like a fucking tree trunk with swelling, and I looked at it, I was probably like 18, 19 at this point, how fucked up my leg was, and I just cried, like, I just cried and cried, and I was like, like, I felt like my life was over, I was like, what do I do, there's like nothing in this world for me, like, I cannot... I, I, I had no idea what to do because that was, I put all, like, I, that was what I loved. That I, I loved making films and I thought that was it. I thought that was the only thing there was for me that I could enjoy. I literally felt like my fucking life had ended. Like, I'd spent years, like, trying to get to this point. Like, uh, I've done, I've made videos since about 12, 12, 11, 10 years old. I've always done it. And I was like, okay, this is fucking it. There's nothing, nothing else for me. And I kind of picked myself back up, put on two leg supports and then kept working through it. And I was like, okay, this is not a viable option for me to do. I need to just keep, keep doing, keep doing things, keep looking for other things. And I wasn't actively looking for things. Like I wasn't actively out there looking like, oh no, I've got to find my passion. I've got to find my passion. What I did was just tried new things. I just tried new things that interested me. I didn't have this direction that I wanted to go down, this clear cut direction. I was just brave. I tried new things. I was scared of trying new things. I was scared of like what might happen, but I was just had this willingness to try try loads of different things and experience loads of different things and like live, live to these experiences. So went to uni, did all, did all that, did the film stuff, realized that the film stuff wasn't for me. Whilst at uni, I have always been interested in diving. I got a, got a commercial diving qualification. And then I met someone at uni, my mate called John, you'll know him from the YouTube vlogs. If uh, I actually 
John lives in Plymouth now where I live. I still see him. So hopefully he'll be coming back in them soon. If you're an OG subscriber, you'll know all about John and Andy. John also loved diving and similar things. And we like got on really, really well. Um, I got my commercial diving license. Me and John met this guy called Pete who did the commercial diving stuff at the university. He started a business of like commercial diving and commercial scallop diving. I got work through that. So me and John were working together doing commercial diving instead of me doing film stuff whilst at uni. So I was doing commercial diving. I was doing scientific diving. I was doing scallop diving and me and John were doing it together. And none of that would have happened if I didn't take that initial risk and tried something new and that being that being went to uni or went to college or or like tried tried diving when when I was like wasn't wasn't sure about it. it's all about being brave all about trying new things and those new things will put you out on different different life paths so I did that realized that commercial scallop diving it paid very very well um, but it was not for me like it is fucking brutally hard work you're down at like 20 meters 20 15 to 25 meters you're diving on your own you're the thing is as well that when you dive you on you take on loads of gases so you're on like on load loads of gases like things like nitrogen your cells become saturated with all these gases and the process of taking on and offloading all this nitrogen is why you have to go up very slowly is fucking exhausting on a cellular level you'll get home and I would like pass out at, like 6 p.m and then wake up like get like a good 12 plus hours sleep and wake up the next day do it again absolutely fucked I was like yeah I can't do this so I kind of did that for a little bit did that for fun and the point that I'm getting at is you want to explore new things. You want to try new things. You want to, you just want to, want to see where it goes. I joined this gym called the engine room whilst I was at uni and it was this like big, scary bodybuilding gym. And I was like petrified and everyone in there was on steroids and they're all big, like local, like beefcake, like meaty guys. You know, that's the sort of guys that are like, I don't know, they're just like screaming in the gym, injecting fucking trend into each other's asses. They're probably, they're like builders or they're like manual laborers, big, like proper men, men, you know, like if you, they'd like call you a fucking little gay boy if you started crying or anything like that and just t take the piss a little bit. It was like that kind of environment. And I went there like absolutely petrified, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to go in a place like this if I want to grow. If I want to take training seriously, we're going to go all in and we're not going to half ass it. We're not to go to some like comfortable commercial gym we're going to get outside of our comfort zone and go to this like meaty beefcake bodybuilding gym and I went there started training there was like absolutely petrified at first this skinny little like 18 18 year old kid and um I, I went there and I absolutely fell in love with training like because when you step outside your comfort zone when you do something it scares you it puts you in this place where you it's incredibly rewarding you get you're incredibly it's your 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 mind and body like rewards you so much when you overcome this fear when you conquer this fear when you defeat this thing that was so scary so I fell in love with this place I fell in love with this gym got chatting to all the big scary guys there it turned out not to be so big and scary and they turned out to be really really nice and um really got involved in training and I still had this love for film masters at uni this love love for making stuff so I started making these YouTube videos I was like oh my physique's half decent like there's guys with much shitter physiques than me absolutely killing it like why can't I do that so I gave it a go tried it really liked the whole process of, of filmmaking making videos really liked the gym put the two and two together these two like passions that I only found by stepping outside of my comfort zone and trying new things and kind of like experimenting with stuff and then I made this transformation video and that kicked off and then I just kept on pumping the YouTube videos out, making the YouTube videos. I want to say as well that I didn't just put a transformation video up and it kicked off because you look at people and you think, oh, that one video like made them, made them who they are. No, dude, I was making a, I was making a videos like a year, a year before that, just pumping them out, pumping out these videos. 
and uh, and one and after like repetition and constantly doing it and grinding it and just making these videos because I enjoyed making the videos. I enjoyed like one or two people messaging me or maybe getting like six likes on an Instagram photo and people being like, yo, that's really inspiring. I enjoyed it. And then I kept, was consistent with it. And then it finally kicked off. After uni, so I took, I basically took YouTube full time after uni, did that. Still did a bit of film work here and there because obviously it's not like the best way to make money. And I still wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Met my ex-girlfriend, at my current ex-girlfriend or my my girlfriend at the time at a festival who I'm not gonna mention her name because <laughs> not gonna mention her name better at a festival and then uh, and then we went traveling together and I and I went traveling I spent like the next year or two after uni just kind of like doing my own thing traveling around trying new things and the point that I'm making here is you want to explore if you're looking for a passion if you're looking for your calling in life what you want to do and you have no idea you're gonna have to explore and you're gonna have to try new things nothing grows in the comfort zone you're gonna want to do things that scare you. It's going to be scary. Your mind's going to be like, oh, you shouldn't do this. It's going to try and justify it. That's a stupid idea. You're going to go bankrupt, blah, 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 blah. But you want to explore and go out into the world and take the risks and just do things that you enjoy. You want to experience things. You want to see travel, see new cultures, man. Do what you want to do. You know how you have this like deep, this deep underlying yearning for something. You have this like burning fire to go out and experience the world or whatever it is you want to do. If it's that thing you want to try, if it's a certain sport that you want to do, if you've always wanted to, you've always had this field that you're interested in, but you've never like approached it and never acknowledged that thing, just fucking do it. Just try it. That's literally it. That is all it is. Are you, is the fear of, ask yourself this, okay, sit here and ask yourself this right now. Is the fear of trying this new thing, this thing that I'm scared of, but I think I could be really passionate about is the fear of trying that and potentially finding your passion and having this abundant life that you love and you enjoy and you love the work that you do. Does that initial fear outweigh the disappointment of living your life thinking what if doing a shitty job because you were too scared to take the initial risk into one, finding your passion, two, approaching that fear head on? Is it worth it? And for me, for some of you, it might be, you might think yes, but then I think you're fucking deluded. For me, the answer is going to be no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And you've got to realize that you're, you're going to come up with all these reasons why you shouldn't try this. You're going to come with, up with all these reasons why you should stay in your nice, secure job, why you shouldn't try this thing, why you shouldn't invest, make this investment, why you shouldn't uh, buy this camera, why you shouldn't just take the leap and start YouTube. You're going to be like, oh, people are going to judge me. Oh, what happens if I lose my job and become homeless? What happens if I move this? What Taking this risk is going to seem scary. And it seems scary because it is scary. But it is only scary because you perceive it to be scary. Your mind makes it to be scary. There's, there's a thing called framing. The way we see things differs from person to person. Cup half empty, cup half full. It is a saying. It is true. It is real. One person will think it's half empty. One person will think it's half full. It is all about mindset. I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent and say the the when perception really became, really, really became aware, like I was really conscious and aware of perception of things. It's like, um, I'm just, I've done magic mushrooms once in my life before. Uh, and after after I took them, it's it's a very weird thing. Everything seems everything seems fresh, and everything it's like you're on Google and you've just cleared a cache, like an internet clash, and everything seems great. Like you look at a tree and it's fucking amazing, it's fucking beautiful. You walk into a room and it seems all clean, it seems fresh, and everything seems amazing. And that of doing that kind of it gave me this realization that 
everything's just a matter of perspective. You come home from work and you feel like really, really shitty and you go into your house and like, in this like negative gray, low vibration energy mindset versus you can come in and then you you think everything's great and your life's wonderful. Have you ever been, have you had those days where you woke up or you've woken up on like the right side of the bed? You get up and you feel great and you feel wonderful and you feel energized and like life is good and everything is great or you have one of these days where you wake up and then you notice all the negative things like you wake up and you're on like a really shitty in a really shitty state of mind you 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 notice the mess you notice the scratches on the walls you notice you're like denting your car and, and you start to get into this negative mindset it's all a matter of perception and when you're doing something new it comes down to this thing called framing how how are you framing it how do you choose to view the thing that you're doing what is the okay let's let's give a theoretical situation here let's say that I have a job. I have a job that I don't like. Nine to a five job. Nine to a five because everyone likes to shit on nine to a five jobs. Even though it's just a saying, you know, like I probably work 6 a.m. till 8 p.m. Nine to a five job. You have this nine to a five job that you don't like. And you're really, really passionate about about trading Pokemon cards. You really want to trade Pokemon cards and that is your passion and that is what you love and you, you, you've you been doing it for a while. You've doing it doing it behind the scenes every time after work. When you finish work, you go off and you go to your little Pokemon, Pokemon card training club. Training club? You go to your Pokemon card trading club and you trade all these Pokemon cards and you love it and you're making some like money on the side from it and you're like, all right, I want to do this full time. I want to. I, I. I. believe I can do it. I'm making good money from it. And your your consciousness, your like true self, would be like, yes, like this is what I want to do. This is what I'm passionate about. But your mind, your logical thinking brain, will be like, no, don't do it. You're gonna. If it fails, you're gonna. You're you're not gonna have a job. They're probably not gonna let you take the job back. Um, you're hand, You've handed in your letter of resignation. No one even likes Pokemon anyway. So it is definitely definitely gonna fail. Obviously, this is a very bad idea. Do not quit your job to do a fucking Pokemon card trading. It's probably not a great thing to do and then you're going to be like oh I'm going to end up homeless I'm going to end up on the streets I'm going to end up getting raped by some guy called Tyrone for $3 so I can buy my next fucking can of Stella Atwafer like what 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 that, that is that's what's going to happen and basically you, your mind frames things from a really negative point of view so you get into this mindset where you're convinced that this worst that the worst possible case thing is going to happen you come from this view you come from this place of scarcity you're like this this terrible thing is going to happen but when re- in reality one the terrible thing isn't going to happen Two, or probably isn't going to happen Two, the worst case scenario isn't actually the worst case scenario and three your mind is scared of the worst case scenario because you project how you think you're going to feel if that was to happen Let's, let's use this example of me moving out into my own apartment. Moving out into the apartment. The, the worst thing that could happen is that I don't make enough money. I Everything flops. Everything goes to shit. And I have to move back with my parents. I'm not going to become homeless because I have parents. You're probably not going to become homeless in the same situation. Even if you don't have parents, you have friends. You can probably stay at theirs. So the worst thing that's realistically going to happen is I have to move back with my parents. And that third point that I made about oh my God, that's going to be the worst thing ever. Is it really going to be the worst thing ever? If you think about it right now, if you're sat in your bedroom at home, back to where you started, you're probably sat in your bedroom right now or back to wherever it is that you started, back to your old job, back to a similar job, like in a cafe or whatever it is, a shitty job that you don't like, is it really going to be the worst thing or are you imagining it? Is your mind putting it, is your mind being like, yes, you're going to feel like shit? Are you feeling, are you fearing the fear? Are you feeling the fear that you might experience if that happens. So you think you'll feel a certain way when it happens. You think you'll feel absolute shit. But when it actually happens, it's like, oh, 
is this isn't the end of the world. This isn't it. And it's the same with anything. It's the same with anything you try, anything that you're scared of. You do it, and then if it does flop, which is incredibly unlikely, if it does flop and if it does go wrong, it goes wrong. So what? And the worst possible case scenario isn't actually that bad. Like the the worst case thing that could possibly happen when you're actually in it, you're just like, okay, we'll just we'll just try other things. And you know that you've you know that 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 route doesn't work. You can try something else. You can try something new. And the most important thing is to keep moving forwards. Like keep moving. Life is like a bicycle. I love fucking love this analogy. Big ups. Uh, what's his name? Grenade J. Grenade J. With his what was his podcast called that I used to love? His podcast that I used to do. I can't remember it. Oh, I've, if anyone knows it, comment it down below in the in the bet. Big up, big up Grenade J. He used to say that life is like a bicycle. This is from a book as well. Um, life is like a bicycle. If you sit on a bicycle and if you're not moving, you're going to fall off the bicycle. If you're on a bicycle and you're riding it, no matter if you're going in the right direction towards the destination or away from your destination, you're still stable. You're, you're not going to fall off. It's unlikely you're going to tip over on the side. It's only when you stop moving that you fall off the bat and you fall off the wagon and you crash and fucking burn. So just keep moving, keep moving forwards, keep trying new things and don't be afraid of failure. I can't remember if I said this in the last episode or not, but this has been ringing. This has been circulating my thoughts for a very long time since I read it in the book, High Performance Habits. Think about your life. Think about your life right now and imagine that your future self, you from a future in 10 years time, who's more successful than you could have imagined, who's absolutely killing it, who is more wealthy than you could have imagined, more conscious and more present and is like at a higher state of consciousness and in a better state of mind, they come knocking on your door. And you you ask them, like, what would they think of the worries and concerns that you have right now? What outcome, what would they tell you to do, basically? If you're worried about something, what would they say? Would they tell you to keep, keep going on the same path? Would they tell you to take the safe option? Would they tell you to take the risk? Do the thing that you're passionate about and do the thing that you deeply know you want to do. They're probably going to tell you to do the latter. And if they're not going to tell you, if they, right now, if they're not going to say, keep going down the same path, you're doing great. If, if they're not going to say that, and if they're not going to say that, you will fucking know they're not going to say that because you know you're not going down the right path, then what are you doing, mate? Change the path. All that matters is this present moment right now. Does Are you going down the right path? Sunken cost fallacy. That is another thing. That is another thing that keeps us doing things that we don't really like. So let's say we've got this job and we thought in this situation, we thought it was something we wanted to do. It was really good at first, but now we're bored of it. Now we don't want to do it. Or a relationship. You meet someone at first, you have all these, all these, uh, these neuro, neurotoxins. <laughs> That's not very good. You've probably been stung by a fucking venomous snake. You meet someone, you have all these endorphins, all these, um, neurotransmitters flying around your brain. It's great. It's wonderful. Then after a while, maybe you realize it's not what it's what you originally thought it was the person isn't who you thought they'd be it comes to this point where you're like okay i i thought this person was someone else you really get to know them they let their guard down and you're not compatible with this person you don't get on with them it's the same thing with a job you you think it's really great and then you start to do it and maybe you don't like it and this thing called sunken cost fallacy comes into play and that's basically where you're you've invested so much into something that you are not willing to let it go you're not willing to let it go because you're like oh maybe i'll just stick it out for a little bit longer see how it goes you remember the past. Your brain projects the past onto the future and you keep it going because you want to live. You want to experience that feeling again. You want to live by live by how it originally felt and it's never going to feel like that. Deep down, you know that it is not right and it's not for you and you shouldn't be doing it. And this is this sunken cost fallacy thing where you're unwilling to give something up 
you're unwilling to give something up because of previously invested resources. So you, you don't want to let it go. You keep going down this path and you, you you keep on digging yourself a deeper, deeper hole and you're not happy. You're deeply unhappy and basically what it's going to do is it's going to drive you more into a place of scarcity. You can be in a place of scarcity or you can be in a place of abundance. Abundance is good, scarcity is bad. And it's basically going to push you deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole into this place of scarcity. You're going to attract all this negative energy. You're going to attract all these negative things and it's going to be harder and harder to return. So the sooner you realize this the sooner you stop it the sooner you go back into the into the light the right direction away from the rabbit hole the more abundance you're going to have the more likely you're going to be to find your passion the more the more fearless you're going to be the the more things you're going to be willing to try and the better your life is going to become you've just got to do what's good for you at the end of the day and realize you have to have to sometimes let the things go that you thought that you thought were a certain thing it's like me letting go the whole idea of working on film and and I'm glad I did and you'll come to a point in your life where you're like holy shit can I imagine if I did that my life would be completely different don't worry about like what what could have been just think about like how fortunate you are right now and how how much of a different life path is it is put you on it is what you make it so that is how you kind of find something you're passionate about by doing new things by traveling by experiencing the world and by exploring invest in experiences over materialistic items i wanted to buy a new car i wanted to buy a bmw m3 which is like 50, 60,000 pounds, which is a lot of money, a lot of money for a car. I definitely should have, shouldn't have brought it, which is why I didn't. I was intent on getting it. I was going to do it. And I read this book right before called 59 Seconds. And what they say in this book is they use a, use, use a study, a scientific study and or a psychological study. And it shows that people who spend money on materialistic items, they do so out of places of insecurity and childhood inadequacy. So they don't feel in, they don't feel adequate as a child. Maybe they're not loved. Maybe they've had someone like be mean to them about something. So they compensate. They compensate. They they try and try and like heal their ego through buying all these items. It's like big big designer brands, you know, big like flashy obvious designer brands. I have nothing against if you want to wear them. Like that's fair enough. But just realize that quite often things, if they're if if it is like pure pure materialism where you're only buying it because of the price, you're buying it because it puts you in a certain place socially. There's there's two ways you can go of it. You can buy it for for your own ego and because you have these feelings of inadequacy and insecurity security that you're not willing to acknowledge or you can buy it out of abundance because you're like okay yes like this thing's gonna gonna increase in value I can sell it it's gonna make me more money in the future or I, I understand that it's gonna give me this I understand that it's gonna further me in terms of um, in terms of my, my social image social image is important equally just realize you'd never buy stuff out of feelings of in inadequacy and you'll try and justify it your mind will be like oh yeah I need this I really like it oh the design's really nice I make a lot of money anyway it's only this much and at the end of the day like you've really you've got to be one with yourself and really sit back and take a look and be like is this do I really want this or is it my ego but anyway what I'm talking about is experiences versus materialism so I've done studies and it shows that people who buy materialistic items they do so from a place of insecurity and childhood inadequacy you get this guy like wearing designer brands but like driving the flashiest new car this dude might be sat up your ass when you're driving like looking really aggro really aggressive he probably flips things people off a lot he probably has a uh, road rage and he just seems like a very angry person like he probably gets in fights or like starts aggro on, on his nights out and stuff and like isn't a very isn't very a happy person and what we've got to realize is this anger anger comes from a place of fear people who are angry are scared and anger is a mask for that fear because they are scared and then he's brought all these things as well because he's compensating for these feelings of insecurity and inadequacies wearing this mask because he is he is scared back to the point on the other hand 
experiences, 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 experiences. So things like holidays, things like skydiving, things like surfing, things like diving, scuba diving, things like going to festivals with your friends. Experiences come from a place of abundance. Experiences comes from a place of letting go, comes from a place of being present and being in the moment. They build you up as a person. They make you, they make you better. They they, they put you towards your passion and put you on the right life path to where you want to be. People were interviewed on their deathbeds and the, the, the one thing people regretted was not doing that thing, not taking up that experience. You should always take up experiences and you should always consider materialistic items very carefully because it's like two sides of a scale. You can either spend your money on experiences or materialistic items. Back to my reference to the car, I decided to spend the money on going traveling, going on holiday, investing it, going skydiving, hang, hanging out with friends because those experiences are going to be the things that you take to your grave and they're going to be the things that you fucking live for and you remember and they're going to cause you to grow as a person which in turn is going to put you at a better, better level of energy, a higher vibrational state and you're going to attract more wealth and you're going to do better and attract like more good things in your life rather than spending that money on let's say a nice like 600 pound new bag if you do choose to do that fair enough don't judge the people that do that but if you are one of those people just be very aware that it's where it's coming from and why you're doing this really consider it and break it down why do i want this do i need it what is it going to bring to my life or am i fueling these feelings of insecurity and inadequacy so in terms of traveling, in terms of trying new things, in terms of taking that risk, risking it, risking things for those experiences, it is worth it for the experiences. It is so worth it. I think everyone should go traveling. Everyone should see the world. Everyone should go out there and ask yourself this as well. Have you ever met like a really, really fucking like stereotypical dopey like hippie stoner dude is like fuck dude like he's got no money in his bank account he's wearing like shitty ripped up clothes probably got like long unwashed hair or just like those people that just like like there's a certain type of like vibey girl and they just like to like to travel and they just fall in love with traveling in the process of like going to these places experiencing new things and they might have no money they might have no plan for their life they might not have a job literally nothing in their bank account they don't know where this next like paycheck is coming from but they are happy they are so happy and they love absolutely everything. Like nothing can bring them down. Like they might fucking get robbed and mugged and they're like, oh, what, what, whatever dude kind of thing. You meet these people and they are rare, but you do come across them. They are so happy because they live in the now. They live in the present moment. They don't worry about what might happen in the future. And look, they're doing all right. They're still alive. They're enjoying themselves. They are present and they have invested, investing things on experiences rather than materialism, materialistic items. I think there's a lot to be said for doing that, you know, like fucking fair play to them. I've really, I used to like bougie girls, like girls that are like quite wore makeup and like really cared about their appearance. Obviously people should care about their appearance, but like really went out there like buying like nice clothes and heavily made up and all this stuff and nails and lashes. And like recently, man, I've the, some of the best people and the most like kind hearted people I've met and the most genuine, the most fun and the best energy are just people that are like confident in themselves, secure, live in the present moment and just don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. They just want to have fun. They want to enjoy life. <laughs> passion, 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 passion. That is how you find your passion. That is what I would do. Just try new things. Realize that nothing grows in the comfort zone. It's going to be scary. It's going to be uncomfortable, but just don't live in the, don't live in the future. Don't worry about what could happen. Don't let your mind predict the past onto the future. Live in the present moment right now and just go for it and see what happens. Don't live for the weekends. That's another thing I want to mention in this. A lot of society has conditioned us into living living for the weekends on the radio if you turn on the radio it's like oh yeah it's friday it's friday you get things like monday blues and we are constantly conditioned to live for the weekend a day is a social construct 
A week is a social construct. A month is a social construct. It is a period of time that has been that has been made up. A second is a social construct. So why why are we following this thing? Why do we go along with this notion that okay? So let's use this imaginary unit of time being days. Um, time itself is like fucking made up as well. Let's use this imaginary imaginary thing that we've created and we've. We created this group that is a period of time. Let's say, okay, for five days you work really, really hard. And then two days, so five days you work really, really hard. And then two days, what's that, like 25%? Two days out of the week, you can have some fun. You can do things that you enjoy. And that is your life. You should look forward to the weekend because that is that is all there is and that is how you should live. And that is not fucking right. Like society has conditioned us to do this and it doesn't have to be that way. And if you enjoy it, fair enough. If you enjoy your job, it doesn't matter. But I would much rather do a job seven days a week that I fucking love, like YouTube, podcast, creative, being creative, helping people, than doing a shitty job and just having complete freedom and escapism on the weekend because that is all it is, escapism. It's escapism from your actual reality, your actual job because you are not working on the weekend. How many people that do five-day-a-week jobs, nine to five, choose to continue their work on the weekend because they love it, because they enjoy it. I'm going to say not a lot. And society has generated this. It is made up. Do not, do not succumb to it if you don't want to. You don't have to fall into it. And obviously, it's like part of this hierarchy and there's hierarchies in life and hierarchies are important to, to ensure that Everything runs as it should, and there's always going to be these hierarchies. But just realize that, although although that can't be changed, although I don't, we should not to get political, but fuck communism. We shouldn't be living in some communist state because it never works, and millions of people die. Um, although there's never going to be like that level playing field, not in the foreseeable future. If we did live in like some crazy utopia, that'd be great. Just realize that your position on the hierarchy is up to you. Where you where you be is up to you. Where you sit, what you do is up to you. Do you want to work nine to five, like five days a week? and resent it and live the weekend yeah then fine dude just fucking enjoy it man like i'd love to be able to be content with that if i could like do some do some job that i perceive as shitty like i don't know just like let's say just worst perceived job which I'm sure isn't actually that bad is bin man if i could do a bin binman job and be really happy and love my life i would love it like i i would be i would be content and i'd be happy and i wouldn't be complaining but for me like i know that there's other things that i want to do i know that there's more out there for me so i am not willing to do that and you just got to sit back and realize and think about you're never going to get his time back now. You'll never get his time back. Try new new things, experience new things, and don't live for the weekend because it is made up. It is made up. You should be living your life every day and enjoying it. You shouldn't be living for the future, living for this one day. And like I said, it's perfectly demonstrated on the radio, on news. Oh, Monday blues, Tuesday blues, only three days to the weekend, only two days to the weekend. Shut the fuck up. Like, Shut the fuck up. Why Why is that the case? Like, Why do we live for this weekend? You should be doing something that you want to do, something that you enjoy. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're clearly interested in self-development and growing and becoming a better person. So you're already on the right track. Just keep that momentum going and never succumb to that fucking, yes, this is how it is. I accept it for what it is. Because when you accept something, you're feeding into that system and it's going to be harder and harder to escape. So go all in. Whatever you do, basically, Go all in. Go all in. Go all, go all into it. Burn the boats is the saying. And that saying basically comes from a like comes from numerous accounts of let's say old old warlords and fucking emperors and generals when they used to attack places and castles and ships. They would crash the boats onto the beach with all their troops on, and then they would burn the boats so that they had no way of getting back. The only way to the only way they're they're gonna survive and see their families again is by capturing this castle, is by storming the fucking country because the boats are burned and there's nothing else they can 
can do. No, no retreat, no surrender. They just have to push forward. So what you've got to do to some extent is burn the boats. It's like moving out moving to a new place, moving out of your parents, burn the fucking boats, make it so you have to make more money. Do these things because it is going to make you grow and it is going to fucking do you all kinds of favors. Equally, go all in, burn the boats, and just think about what is the worst possible thing that could happen. It isn't actually that bad, like I said earlier. Cut off all other options and it will mean you have the necessity to succeed. By creating a need to do something like, I have to fucking do this, you will succeed. You will get it. And then moving on from this evolution of finding your passion and finding something you're interested in, when you've created this necessity for yourself, when you're like, yes, I need to do that, you'll become passionate about it, you'll become obsessed about it, and you will learn to fucking love it because it is your passion. Cut off all other options you have and it will create the necessity to succeed. You will feel it's completely necessary to succeed. This is from a book called High Performance Habits as well. A really, really good book. I've recently reviewed it on RET. Uh, video is up there now. It's like a 20-minute video of me just going over my takings on the book. If you want to check it out, we've got a two-week free trial on RET. But anyway, yeah. So cut off, cut off, create a necessity to succeed. And by burning the boats, you're basically doing that. And it's what a pretty much or a lot of high performers do. They have this necessity to succeed. They're like, yes, I have to do this now because it, failure is not an option. Go all in. Whatever you do, don't half-arse it. Do not half-arse it because if you're half-arsing something, you don't care about it enough. Whatever it is you're doing, learn work ethic and realize that that work ethic is going to transfer to all kinds of other things. Go all fucking in on something but equally have a contingency plan. So it's all well and good, like burning the boats, like I said, and not not doing these things, but you're going to want to, but if you follow this principle of like going all in, it, you're going to have other options as well. So let's say for me, for example, okay, I burned the boats, I moved out, but it's not like I haven't got any family. I don't, I don't have any friends. I'm not a complete fucking narcissist where I'm not going to have anywhere to stay if it fails. And because I've gone all in in my past, because I've like had this mentality of if I'm doing something, I'm going to fucking go balls to the wall. I'm going to go balls deep into it, I'm going to cause the shaft to disappear. I'm going to go all in because I've had that mentality. It means that I've got other things to fall back on in case if it came to that. So I've got things that like I've got a degree in marine biology. Obviously, I've got pretty good A-levels because I always, always worked hard academically in school. I've learned about photography, videography, so I could always do that. I have uh, experience in marketing and business because I've self-educated on that. I've gone all in. I've learned about it. I've got experience in the film industry and film work because I've been passionate and gone all in on that. Don't half-ass stuff. Try new things and go all fucking in. And although I have burnt the boats in the sense of moving to a new apartment, in the back of my head, there's always this seed of like me knowing that there is always that I'm not going to fucking starve to death. Basically, I'm not going to die because I've always gone all in and not half our stuff. So I do have a reserve parachute in that sense. I have a, there's something where when you go parachute and you have a main parachute, and if that one fails, you pull the reserve. You don't ever want to use a reserve, but it gives you confidence that, and you know it's there, and you know that you have, you do have a, a kind of plan B, but it's not something that you want to rely on, not something that you want to fall back on. So you still got that, the notion of, you still got the whole philosophy of burning the boats there in terms of jumping out of a plane, you're most certainly fucking burning the boats, but equally, you do have a little bit of, little bit of confidence to push you forwards, to cause you to jump out that door to allow you to like set fire to the ships, being the, the reserve parachute or a few a few things and I think that working there's a lot to be said for working hard I always like messed around in school and I was like always used to get in trouble with, with teachers and other things and they used to think I was going to fail my exam 
exams and always used to expect the worst of me. Obviously not all teachers, but a lot of them. And at the end of the day, I would always go home and I would I would always put in the fucking work. I would always smash it. I'd always put in the work and people would be like, think I was cheating. Like, how would you get those grades kind of thing when you just mess around in classes? Like, dude, I put in the fucking work. Investing experiences, not materialistic items. And finishing this podcast, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I hope you guys have it too. Um, doing jobs that you don't like. Okay, so... Obviously, we don't live in this magical fairy tale world unless you're very, very lucky where you can just go off and experience loads of things and like find your passion, go traveling and just get money given to you. I've come from a place where I'm not from a wealthy family. I'm from a very poor family. We didn't have family holidays. I couldn't, quite often there's school trips where mum would be counting her pennies and she's like, okay, I don't think you can go on these because we haven't got the money for this, blah, 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 blah. And uh, you've got you've got to realize that you'll, you will have to eat shit. You will have to eat shit in the sense that you will have to do jobs that you don't like. You will have to do have to do shitty things but the difference between you you and the people that like continue to do them is you have to have this self-awareness you have to take it for what it is you have to realize that yes i'm gonna have this shitty job yes it is not great yes i don't want to do it forever but use it as a learning experience use it as something that you can be like okay i don't want to live my life like this do you want to do this job for the next 20 fucking years because if you get content and complacent and don't find your passion and don't get outside your comfort zone and don't try new things you're going to be doing that job for the next 20 fucking 30, 40 years until you die. And no one wants that. Just be aware that this is not it. Be aware that you're only doing this as an ends to a means. You're doing this to a means to an ends, ends to a means, whatever. You're only doing this to, to give yourself the funds and the finances to put yourself in, in a new place, try new things, experience new things, and actually progress your life and move forwards and also you can look at the price the bright sides i used to do pot washing when i was younger so kitchen prep i used to work in this restaurant and i used to wash the dishes and do this really shitty job and i was on my feet for like 12 hours a day and my god with the condition of my leg it fucked me up bad it fucked me up big time i was and that was when i had the realization when i was about 14 15 years old i was like right i messed around in school a bit and this is before i was like grinding out all the work and doing really well i was like right if I do not do well, if I do not smash it, if I, I, I don't do something that I'm passionate about, that I love, I'm going to have to do this for the rest of my life. And if I'm doing this for the rest of my life, one, I'm going to be broke, two, I'm going to be crippled, and three, I'm going to fucking hate my life because I don't want to live by this. And I was like, it created this necessity. I was like, I cannot do this job. I cannot do a, a normal job because of my leg. I can't do a job where I'm on my feet. I'm going to have to work for myself and find something that I love and find something that I'm passionate about. But equally, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to find something that I can do. I'm, I'm going to have to find something that I'm passionate about because I'm going to be crippled otherwise and my life is going to go for shit. It teaches you work ethic. It teaches you like sticking things out when you don't necessarily enjoy them and go into that go into it with that mentality of doing more doing more being more and going balls fucking deep even if you don't like it always excel in whatever whatever it is you're doing absolutely smash it because you get into this mentality of whatever you're doing you're going to give it a hundred fucking percent you're going to do good and then when you find something you are passionate about you're gonna you're gonna rise to the top really 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 quickly so i'm gonna end this podcast and say that that is how you find your passion in terms of trying new things, getting uncomfortable, getting outside of your comfort zone, investing experiences, trying things that might seem ridiculous that people would suggest you don't do, getting scared, being brave, living up to that fear and just like taking the fucking risk, 
burning the boats. That is how you find your passion. Once you become passionate about something, once you find something you're interested in, you love, you will, it will naturally come to learn how to monetize it if you're passionate, if you passionate about it enough. Don't stress it. Don't worry about it. Just do it. And when you're passionate about it, you will do it a lot. You'll do it on your in your time off. You'll do whatever skill it is when you don't, when you don't necessarily want to be doing anything else and you'll become good at it. You'll become a master at it. Passion will become obsession. Obsession will become this infatuation. And when you're obsessed about something, it becomes part of your identity. And when it becomes part of your identity, you get this snowball effect and you just get better and better and better and attract all this good energy and all these good things about it and there's no fucking stopping you. So that is my take on passion. That's my own experiences. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, podcast number four. I am your host, Mo Samuels, and uh, leave the podcast a rating, leave it a like, drop me a follow on Instagram at Mo Samuels if you don't already, and I will see you guys next week. Before we end, if there is something you want me to talk about, drop me a message on Instagram. I'll do my best to get back to you. I do read every single one, but I get a lot of messages, so I have to filter them out in terms of what I reply to, and uh, I might make it happen and might make a podcast on it. This one was a request from someone with a really hard-to-say name, um, and uh, thank you for messaging me. Like, I'm glad you messaged me because this wouldn't have happened otherwise. This is because of you. So anyway, guys, absolutely smash the day. Kill it. Peace out. I love it to bits. Thank you.